Following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. This is Cass McPhee, voice actor on Moonbase Theta Out. It is the year 2098. The Moonbase program owned and operated by corporate enclaves back on Earth has been determined unprofitable. The last base, Theta, is 20 weeks from being decommissioned. Most of the crew is in stasis awaiting retrieval. In Season 1, Roger Bergato Fisher Communications reports to management in a series of official weekly broadcasts. Through Roger, we learn about the other four souls that remain awake, as well as the growing political strife on Earth. This is a sampling of Roger's broadcasts from the beginning of Season 1, followed by a brief tease of the voices that flesh out this same story through log entries and personal messages in Season 2. Thanks for listening. Broadcasting, this is Roger Bergato Fisher, Communications, Moonbase Theta. The date is August 4th, 2098. The time is 10.15. We are now at 20 weeks before base shutdown. According to guidelines, the majority of our crew has gone into stasis to conserve resources. Still awake from our 42-person complement are myself, Nessa Chong, Agriculture, Shwini Ray, Astrophysics, Michelle Langlois, Security, and Wilder, Base Maintenance. This is as per your list, other than the replacement with Nessa. Our other farmer, Harold McVett, was a medical induction due to respiratory distress. A full report will be transmitted after this broadcast. Tasks for the shutdown sequence are outlined in the memo approved by senior management. These will be assigned as they best suit each team member and include the ramping down of all mining operations, programming the radio telescopes for remote operation, closing down all active experiments, and saving off data. Experiments requiring special attention include Bristol, where the hedgehogs will need to transition to Earth's standard atmosphere, Pixie, where the hallucinogenic agents must be neutralized without aspiration, and decisions must be made regarding the mutated tardigrades from Project Grobear. All team members will assist in the sterilizing and space-proofing of laboratory areas as they are closed off. All active crew will also take shifts monitoring the stasis pods, as we have already noted some variations in the reports, We'd like to request the full shutdown logs from bases Alpha through Eta to see if they experienced any of the same. None of us are experts in this area. The additional data would be helpful. Naturally, we're all looking forward to waking up safe and sound back on Earth. We appreciate you making this a priority. We would have accessed the information directly, but our link to the bases on the near side remains broken. I'd like to take an inspection tour of the microwave transmission towers. Please see my requests of June 28th. July 12th and August 1st. Michelle will not release the rover vehicle for my use without your signed approval, despite my numerous, numerous requests. Of course, this means we have lost video links as well, and with them our view of Earth and how things are going down there. We're starting to forget your face. Base operations remain within acceptable levels. Helium-3 stores are at 85%. Water is at 63%. These will continue to increase with mining at current levels. We've switched power to the polar stations as we're currently in dark phase. Food stores are sufficient, particularly now that there are only five of us to fight over the drumsticks, and three are vegan. I'll attach the numbers for that survey the entertainment wings sent up. We had every crew member run through at pre-stasis. The foie gras track had the most heat as far as olfactory goes, but in the traditional media, the sense around from Hanuman's children was more of a hit. Everyone's excited to live that on release day. 
Regarding your comment on my last transmission, if you review my employment contract, I am allocated 15 seconds of each broadcast for personal messages. My personal message is as follows. My husband, Alessandra, I love you. Give Castor and Pollux a treat for me. I'll be coming home soon. Moonbase Theta, out. Broadcasting, this is Roger Brigado Fisher, Communications, Moonbase Theta. The date is August 11th, 2098. The time is 2243. Base shutdown is at 19 weeks and counting. All tasks are moving forward on schedule, though with minor variations. There's been some dispute among the extant crew members over who holds responsibility for quality assurance and final task approval. Our management team, of course, went into stasis on your instructions, which left a certain vacuum. <laughs> Perhaps in space you believe that was unavoidable, but it is becoming an issue particularly in the monitoring of the telescopic arrays. Clarification is requested. With the reduction in active personnel, we've all been taking shifts in the observatory. Dr. Ray Ashwini is immersed in data analysis, particularly as deadlines loom in our schedule. They've been taken to sleeping in the chamber. We assist by monitoring the flow in real time, both from the radio antenna array and the multi-wavelength optical telescopes. Optical monitoring is, of course, only useful when observing closer and more erratic cosmic phenomena. We log variations for review, and if they are marked for follow-up, we alter our focus in that direction. In the theory, these decisions come from Ashwini as well, but a lot of it has been passed on to bots they've written into the network. Direct feedback or sign-off on our labor is non-existent. It has been intriguing, being brought up to speed on the radio array, learning to read the data, to be sitting hundreds of meters underground, the array spanning the breadth of the Daedalus crater above us, all of space filtered down in streams of numbers and correlations and profiles that spiral like the galaxies they reflect. Quasars, nebulae, the unbelievable mass of a black hole, invisible but radiant gas clouds, wavelengths too massive to measure through mirrors and glass. It's a magnificence unimaginable to the naked eye. Of course, it's my responsibility as communications to capture it all, both for reports and to use in crafting outgoing messages. But there have been issues. Michelle keeps inserting themselves into the process as if we all report to them, as if security and the natural order of things trumps science or necessity or beauty. Certainly, if we find evidence of an incipient alien invasion or encroaching development by a rival corporate entity, they'll be the first we alert. But otherwise, you see the issue. If you could provide a memo, perhaps outline a reporting structure for these situations, I, I'm not suggesting that I'd be put in charge. I believe Dr. Ray is still capable, given proper motivation and reminders, to manage their area. Base operations remain within acceptable levels. Helium-3 stores are at 90% and are being converted and stored for transfer on the returning supply rocket. Water is at 60%, slight decrease due to an accident caused when the sewer tanks were vented directly to the surface. Please note the attached map and adjust your landing locations appropriately. Two final notes, both referring back to my previous transmission. First, we requested copies of the nearside base's shutdown logs for review. So far, our stasis pods have remained stable, but these would assist in reducing some significant safety concerns. Second, regarding my request for vehicle access to inspect and repair the microwave transmission towers, Michelle has informed me that this is now pending with security for approval. I'd ask you to reconsider and respond directly. Personal message follows from this point. 
Alessandra, oh, I'm missing you terribly today. Pets to Cass and Paul. Uh, have you been watching what they eat? Y you know how they get during squirrel season. You've been on my mind so often through the days, wishing I could share all this with you. I've been reminded of our garden, the planting and harvesting, walking beside the rose while dusk shadows the sky and stars and satellites become visible, the scent of the flowers, the rustling of stalks and the breeze, your hand in mine. <laughs> I've been uh, reading that book of poetry you sent me. I found the one you loved as a child. Slipping softly through the sky, little horned happy moon, can you hear me up so high? Will you come down soon? On my nursery window sill, will you stay your steady flight and then float away with me through the summer night? Brushing over tops of trees, playing hide and seek with stars, peeping up through shiny clouds at Jupiter or Mars. I shall fill my lap with roses gathered in the Milky Way, all to carry home to mother. Oh, what will she say? Little rocking sailing moon, do you hear me shout, ahoy, just a little nearer moon, to please a little boy. Moonbase Theta out. In the first season of Moonbase Theta out, Roger Bergato Fisher sent official reports on the base shutdown. In season two, we hear another side of the same story. With Gabriel Tanico as Alessandra Bergato Fisher, I am not giving up, and I'm sure as hell not letting you give up on me. Tina Daniels as Wilder. Crush that pop can there for me. Ha <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Cass McPhee as Michelle Langlois. I'd love to see that calmly do a real day's work. Broadcasting this is Rajo Bergardo Fisher. Elisa Park as Nessa Chong. I love this place. I love the feel of it. I love what I've cultivated. Tozaman as Ashwini Ray and Jen Ponton as Tumnus. You did not program me to express dishonesty. It is my role to slowly seduce you into a little moral ambiguity. And of course, Lehman Kessler as Roger Bergato Fisher. They can take that list of new base directives and fold it until it's all corners and shove it right into their collective. Moonbase Theta Out Season 2 with new episodes every other Sunday. Moonbase Theta, out.